Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you're pregnant with twins or higher order multiples, hopefully you've had a discussion with your healthcare provider about the risks of preterm labor. But do you know what preterm actually means? Can you identify the signs of preterm labor and what they look like? And what can you do to guard against it? I'm Dr. Wade Schwendeman, perinatologist at the San Diego Perinatal Center in Chart Mary Birch Hospital, here to shed some light on preterm labor and twin pregnancies. This is Twin Talks. The ultrasound shows your babies to be healthy. What? Did you say babies? You're huge. Are you having twins? Are they natural? Which one do you like better? Twins, huh? My neighbor's cousin's brother's uncle's a twin. So can they read each other's minds? How do you tell them apart? Twins? You got a two for one. Do twins run in your family? Double trouble. You're not having any more, are you? At least you're not Octomom. If you're pregnant with twins or you're an experienced twin parent, odds are you've heard it all before. Now it's time to hear from the experts. This is Twin Talks, Parenting Times 2. Well, welcome to Twin Talks. We're broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Twin Talks is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for expecting and new parents of twins. I'm your host, Christine Stewart-Fitzgerald. And have you heard about the Twin Talks Club? Our members get bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. Subscribe to our monthly Twin Talks newsletter and learn about the latest episodes available. Another way for you to stay connected is by downloading our free Twin Talks app. It's available in the Android and iTunes marketplace. Let's introduce uh, everyone who's in the room and on the phone with us today. As your host, I'll say I've got uh, identical girls who are five years old, thankfully um, carrying them full term. So I've got lots of questions here today for our folks and our panelists. Um, I do have a singleton um, who is now two years old, so <laughs> we got all girls. <laughs> and that was a full-term full baby, too, right? Full-term baby yeah. as well, yes. Yeah. Um, so I'm Sunny, so I'm producing today's show. I'm also uh, the owner of New Mommy Media, which produces this show as well as Parent Savers, Preggy Pals, and The Boob Group. And um, I have four children of my own. I have a four-year-old boy, a two-year-old boy, and identical twin girls who just turned one. All right. And let's see, on the phone with us, Regina, tell us about yourself. Well, hi, my name is Regina Drury, and I am a mom of eight-year-old triplet girls. Uh, They are fraternal, and I host a weekly podcast called Multiple Personalities. I interview parents um, and doctors, people that are part of a set of multiples. Um, I've had people with twins, triplets. I'm getting ready to interview a quad mom next week. So uh, come over and check it out when you get done listening to Twin Talks. Awesome. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, 
Hey, Twin Talks, we have a special comment from one of our listeners that I'd like to read to you today. And this comes from Melissa. And Melissa says, hi, thank you so much for the segment on mothering multiple multiples. I found out this week that I'm expecting my second set of twins, first identical, next likely fraternal. As there is no history of twins in my family, shock doesn't begin to describe my feeling right now. It's been very difficult to find resources on what it's like to parent multiple multiples, so I'm incredibly grateful for your podcast with the three wonderful mothers with several sets of twins. And then she goes on to say, can you put me in touch with some of those mamas? (laughs) Which we did. And uh, Melissa, thank you so much for writing this, and congratulations. It's such an awesome thing. have one set of twins, so you're doubly blessed, and we really appreciate you listening to our show. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, well, today's topic is preterm labor with twins, and we're talking with Dr. Wade Schwendeman, who's here to help us understand what preterm really means and how to identify it. So thanks for joining us, Dr. Schwendeman. Thanks for having me, of course. Well, um, we, we've read recently that um, the definition of term, the word term has changed. Um, so can you help us understand what, what term and what preterm actually means? Sure. What what you're referring to is the, the kind of the reclassification of full terms specifically. It used to be that we considered full term to be 37 weeks and beyond. And now what we're looking at is, you know, an, what we call an early term, which would be 37 to 39 weeks, uh, and then term, which is 39 to 41, and then post-term, which is after 41 weeks of pregnancy. Those are new definitions by the American College of OBGYN. The, the rationale for changing those, uh, those definitions comes from primarily from the singleton literature where it's ideal to deliver um, after 39 weeks if everything is medically safe doesn't necessarily apply to multiples. Those definitions are, uh, are definitely different and a little, bit, um, a little bit fuzzier when it comes to multiple pregnancies. And as far as the definition goes then, um, so, so you're saying that the, the multiples may, I mean, preterm or early, early term might be a different range when it comes to multiples? Right, and, and, the, and, the, and the rationale for that, the reason for that is that there's really just a difference of when uh, the ideal time for delivery is. And so for multiple pregnancies, the ideal time is going to vary greatly. It's going to vary based on um, the placentation or the, the way that those multiples are divided, if they each have their own placenta or if they have to share one, or if in the case of triplets or more, if two of them share a placenta or not. Uh, babies, when we're talking about twins specifically, babies that each have their own placenta, generally the ideal time is approximately 38 to 39 weeks for delivery. When we're talking about babies that uh, have to share a placenta, then uh, then we're looking at 36 to 37 weeks as the time when uh, ideal delivery is going to occur. I know when um, when I was seeking treatment, you know, my perinatologist, I wanted to push it as long as possible. And um, I had, um, my babies were sharing the same placenta. 
I remember telling her, oh, I want to push, I want to push. And I was trying to push it to 38 weeks. And we knew it was going to be a scheduled cesarean. That was the plan. Mother Nature kind of had other plans. My twins decided to come at 35 weeks instead. So it ended up being the middle of November when they arrived. I wanted to go as long as possible. But I remember her saying, that's kind of, I understand that's kind of your dream, but that's probably not going to happen. And she was right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so listen yeah. to your perinatologist right, when you try to push right. it. <laughs> well, you know, and it's interesting because I think often we, we know we do hear, okay, well, twins come early. Um, so, you know, like Dr. Shona, you're talking about, okay, well, here's sort of the ideal range, but then reality is often much earlier. Um, so, you know, what are the standards as far as, you know, early, um, you know, are there um, particular, you know, weeks in which, hey, this is really critical? You know, what's what's the viability, you know, earliest viability or, you know, what, what are these kind of significant numbers that... So what we consider the threshold of viability, meaning the, the gestational age at which babies have a real shot to survive, is, is somewhere between 23 and 24 weeks of pregnancy. Science is advancing all the time. It used to be always 24 was our number, and that was when we would uh, really try to re- resuscitate these babies and really try to give them a chance. Sometimes we're having success at 23 weeks now at, at some institutions. you got to be in the right hospital with the right level NICU and all of that. But 23 weeks is possible. 24 weeks is still the threshold of viability, though. The average delivery time for twins across the country is 36 weeks. The average delivery time for triplets across the country is 33 weeks. And if you get higher orders than that, higher order multiples than that, it goes down even more substantially. Quadruplets is going to be somewhere between 28 and 30 weeks as an average. There's just not so many of them that we have a lot of good data on that. And I think, Regina, um, I think you had said with your triplets, uh, you delivered at, was it at 33 weeks? Is that correct? 33 weeks, three days, yeah. So, so right on schedule. Um, but, yeah, but I was in the hospital for 28 days. Oh, <laughs> uh, so you were, you were on the bed rest. And I was curious, were your uh, doctors telling you that that was probably what you should expect? Or what were your expectations around this? Well, um, they made me stop working at 24 weeks. And so um, I was going to go home and be on bed rest. And I was going to go visit them once a week and have them check everything out. And on my first visit, uh, after I stopped work, um, he was checking everything out, and my cervix was thinning while I was in the office, while he was checking it. He checked it like five times, and it kept getting thinner and thinner. And so he said, um, not to alarm you, go home, get something to, you know, clothes to change into, go to the hospital. So I went to the hospital. They got all that straightened out. They gave me the steroid shots, you know, for the lungs and everything, and I never left. He just kept me there. Wow. <laughs> I, had, I had contractions for the whole two months I was there. So, oh, um, wow. Yeah. But you you kept him in till 33 weeks, which is which is great. <laughs> I'd say your story is incredibly common, Regina. Moms with triplets, what you're talking about is what we call a dynamic cervix, where it'll kind of shorten and lengthen while we're watching it with ultrasound. And that's only that's only because of the contractions that you're experiencing. And it's... When we think about the size of the uterus and what it's supposed to do, it's supposed to carry one baby to 40 weeks. Well, when you're carrying triplets at 24 weeks, that's essentially the size of maybe, I don't know, a 32 or 33-week baby, maybe 34 even, between all the placenta and all the fluid that's in there and all the baby that's in there. So it makes sense that you're going to have some preterm contractions and preterm labor and see some cervical change with that. And that cervical change is exactly why you got sent to the hospital. Wow. Right. And are, are there any other sort of critical milestones? I mean, sometimes I, I've heard like there's a, like a 30-week milestone, I mean, in terms of just development. 
There are. Every week that you can gain between 23 and 28 substantially increases the chance for each baby's survival and for survival without long-term neurologic problems. Once you get to 28, the next real goal is 30, then 32, then 34. And so each of those milestones is a substantial uh, substantial improvement. If you get to 32 weeks at our hospital, for example, the chance for survival for a baby is approximately 99%. Wow. And 99 plus percent. Uh, and the chance for survival without long-term neurologic problems is over 90%. And so once you get to 32 weeks, you've really reached a major milestone, in my opinion. Those babies are, of course, going to need the intensive care unit for several weeks, like Regina's did, to, to uh, feed and grow and get bigger and get, and, you know, get healthy. But long-term, they're going to do really well in almost all cases. Wow. So um, kind of switching gears a little bit, um, you know, we talk about labor, I, I think um, in our in our sister show, Preggy Pals, you know, we've talked about, you know, just generally signs of labor. Um, but I, I, I don't know, I want to ask, is, is it different to have um, signs of labor earlier on um, in the pregnancy in that either um, late, you know, second trimester or early trimester? Does it does it feel differently? Um, what would we expect? Well, the signs for preterm labor are definitely a little more mild, or can be more mild than uh, than their uh, than their counterparts in you know the near term uh, pregnancies. The issue becomes really what we're talking about is now there's a um, the the signs are so much more subtle. You you can you can confuse them with regular pregnancy signs: low back ache and back pain, pelvic pain and pressure. Vaginal, uh, you know, vaginal pressure that can kind of mimic, uh, be the same as almost like a round ligament type pain that a lot of women experience. Uh, menstrual type cramps that are just mild. And so if you have some of these signs and symptoms, uh, you don't want to just ignore them. If you're at 26 weeks and you're feeling a little bit, if it doesn't feel right, trust your instincts and at least call your doctor or be evaluated in some way. Well, so in other words, if, you know, we, we think of um, regular near-term signs as being very... I don't know, say big, you know, having, you know, significant cramps or really, you know, like a lot of pressure or the water breaking. And so I think what I'm hearing is that if it's it's much earlier on, it's going to be just a lot more subtle and you may, might think, oh, I'm just feeling a little bit achy today or just there's some sort of shift, you know, going on that um, it, within the pelvic region um, that might need some attention. That's that's absolutely right, and I'm not I'm not trying to advocate for people to call their doctor every time they have a particular amount of pressure or a single cramp in their lower back. But if it's persistent, if it's continuing after after long after you think it should have gone, if you try some, say for example you're having back pain, you try some Tylenol and it doesn't really t- seem to take it away to that level, then I would then I would call your doctor's office and be evaluated. The, you're absolutely right. The, the signs of pregnancy of labor at term or near term are big things, you know, your water breaks, which of course can happen early too. And if that does happen, then you just go straight to the hospital. But, um, you know, if your water breaks or if you have regular, powerful, painful contractions, you know, every three to five minutes apart, well, when you're talking about preterm, you want to look at, are you having contractions that are six in an hour? That's a number that if you have more than six contractions in an hour, you should be calling your doctor's office. Even if you think they're Braxton Hicks, you need to be seen to make sure. That's a good point. Well, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about um, some of the things that you should be doing if you think you're experiencing preterm labor. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, welcome back. Today, we're talking with Dr. Wade Schwendeman about preterm labor with twins. Um, so we were just kind of mentioning some of the different signs that um, of, of preterm labor and, you know, what a woman might be experiencing. And um, so if she's experiencing consistent contractions, I think you said six contractions within an hour, then that's something she should definitely um, call her doctor and, and get attention. Um, and if she goes to her her doctor and says, you know, I'm concerned about this and they're and confirm this is preterm labor, what can be done? Well, first you want to confirm that it is preterm labor or not. And so the way to do that, there's a lot of things that we can do to look at uh, whether this is actually preterm contractions, preterm labor or not. And so th- the important thing to understand is that a lot of women have preterm contractions, which are just contractions that occur at, at every so often. And those don't necessarily cause change in the cervix, right? But for women who have uh, preterm labor, we're going to see some sort of effect on the cervix itself, whether that be dilation or shortening or softening, something that's telling, telling us these contractions are actually causing a change. And if they aren't stopped, could lead to early delivery, which is obviously what we would like to avoid in all cases. Now, Now, things that we can do to assess that would include um, an ultrasound of the cervical length, which may or may not be done. Not all these are going to be done by every doctor or every triage area. So don't, if they do one and not the other, don't think that they're doing the wrong thing. Uh, They'll want to monitor you for contractions and also monitor the baby's heart rate if we're at 24 weeks or more. They'll monitor, and they may collect what's called a fetal fibronectin test. This is a test that um, helps to tell us about who's at risk for preterm labor and even more to tell us who's not at risk for preterm delivery, rather, um, which is really useful. But they can only be done in certain, there's certain circumstances in which you can't do that test, so you can't always do it. And they may do a cervical exam with their hands, a digital exam, where they check and see if the cervix is opening or dilating. And those things are all kind of ways to the things that might happen to you if you go in to be evaluated for preterm labor. They may also collect a urine sample to make sure there's not a urinary infection that's giving you symptoms that are similar to preterm labor, that kind of thing. Um, If a woman's experiencing preterm labor, though, generally it's going to require admission to the hospital. We're going to do exactly as uh, occurred for Regina. You're going to get admitted to the hospital. You're going to get what are called steroid shots to increase the baby's maturity in case we can't get things stopped. And And your doctors may choose to use a medicine to stop labor. We have a few of those that we can use, and different ones are used by different doctors for any number of reasons. And so, and it sounds like things happen quickly as well. Mm. Um, so I think like R- Regina, um, you know, in your case, you said that you were visiting your, your regular, um, you know, your OB and then he told you, okay, um, it's time to go to the hospital. And you were there within just a few hours. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, we stopped by the house and picked up some clothes and we went straight to the hospital half hour. Half hour. Wow, that's that's great. And uh, most of the time, I tell people to bring something to read because if you're going to be in the hospital for a few days, it gets boring really fast, <laughs> and TV gets repetitive quickly. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it sounds like we, you know, one of the key factors is just you know being close to your your medical provider and getting those tests quickly and just taking it seriously and. And acting quickly. When my girls were finally born, you know, at 35 weeks, one of the twins broke um, their water. So that was an obvious sign to me that labor was starting. But if I were to kind of back up about, I mean, what was it? I don't know, 15 weeks earlier, I had a scare where I, I don't even think I was quite 20 weeks yet. And I was having cramping 
Mm. which was very unusual for me. I never really did, you know, had Braxton Hicks that I could tell. Um, it was just, you know, if, if you're really cramping, you're in labor. That That's what my body was telling me based on my previous experiences. And so, um, but I called labor and triage and I kind of explained the situation. They said, well, just come in, we'll check you. But it was consistent and it felt like contractions, you know. And, um, but they, they kind of hooked me up and looked at everything and determined that I was just dehydrated. And then I I needed to kind of relax more and drink more water and um but that was kind of a scare for me my husband looked at me he's like I told you you need to relax <laughs> you know like what are you doing up late at night doing you know because you know as you know it, being a parent a lot of times even with my other kids you know being up late at night is the only time I could get stuff done but I wasn't giving my body the relaxation that mm-hmm. it needed and I wasn't drinking enough water I wasn't doing all that kind of stuff so but I was glad that I went in and it really did change how I perceived and how I handled the rest of my pregnancy mm-hmm. you know so. you know no, I have to say I, mean, I think that's a really interesting point because I, I think I've heard that there are some some doctors that prescribe bed rest because mm-hmm. of people like you I know right because <laughs> you have to you're just doing so much it's like hey I'm gonna force you <laughs> to relax and and take it easy you know I, I think there's two things to that number one we'll talk about the bed rest a little bit more but don't forget that 15 weeks before the middle of November is the heat of summer in San Diego yeah, and so true, it's not yeah. exactly hard to lose water and get dehydrated really easily yeah, yeah. um and it's actually, you know, here here we're fortunate that uh, that could actually happen year-round for some of our patients. And so they got to be very, very cautious about that sort of thing. It's important to stay well hydrated. When it comes to bed rest, there's, you know, there's a lot of controversy and a lot of, you know, a lot of recent information has come out that says that bed rest is not effective for preventing preterm labor. And for women who are carrying a normal pregnancy, that's probably true as long as things are things are okay. But for women who are carrying more than one baby, we absolutely still recommend periods, periodic rest, you know, multiple, at least an hour a day, starting once we get to 24 weeks. That's not uncommon as a recommendation. And for women who are carrying even more than that, uh, if you're carrying more than, more than twins, I wouldn't be surprised at all to have doctors prescribe bed rest for you just because it, you know, the activity can, I mean, the more active you are, the more risk you're taking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, I can speak for myself. Um, you know, I didn't have any uh, prescribed bed, bed rest, but um, I was working. I had an office job and um, at the time I was working for home. And so I had the advantage. I could, you know, work on my computer, have my feet up mm-hmm. and sit on a bed. And it was, I mean, literally, I mean, a form of, of modified bed rest. Yeah. So um, I, I think it, you know, I think as women we have to really find what where our limits are and you know and uh maybe that just means you know taking an hour keeping our feet up and just being really conscious of how much activity we're doing throughout the day and 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 sunny (laughs) sleep sleep relax (laughs) i i couldn't move anyway so there wasn't much point (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, I actually maybe, I mean, hospital bed rest, I mean, as, as boring as that it is, I mean, at least you're, you're being attended to, right? Yeah. If there's, if, there, if there's like for Regina's case, especially, and for other, everybody else who's out there like that, and anyone who might be listening, who's stuck in the hospital now, understand that the rationale for being in the hospital is really access to the, the things that we can use to stop preterm labor. And so if a mom's at home with preterm labor, and she recon- even if she recognizes the signs very early and comes into the hospital right away and gets admitted to the hospital, and all that can take time. And we're talking about a period of several hours that labor just continues without, without, uh, without treatment. 
versus a mom who's in the hospital on bed rest where that treatment can occur pretty much right away. Uh, and so it's, it's a lot better. I don't know, Regina, you probably were off and on multiple different medications for preterm labor uh, during your stay in the hospital. And that's not uncommon for us to use several different things to try and prevent the contractions or suppress them um, if we can. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I did take several things. And I also had gestational diabetes, so they were pricking my fingers three or four times a day, too. Again, very common. The more placenta that's in there, the higher the risk for diabetes and pregnancy. So moms with twins and triplets, incredibly common. Thank you so much for everybody for joining us today. And for more information about preterm labor with twins or for more information about any of our speakers and panelists, visit our episode page on our website. This conversation continues for members of our Twin Talks Club. And after the show, Dr. Schwendeman is going to talk about other ways that we can help prevent preterm labor. So for more information about the Twin Talks Club, visit our website, newmommymedia.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, it's time for a special segment that we like to call We're Expecting What? And it's where we share all the funny moments that we had um, when we found out we were expecting twins. And this comment comes from Angela. Angela says, Once my son turned two, my husband and I talked about having another baby. With my job being unstable, we decided to wait. Once a solid job came about, we began trying. I was disappointed when we didn't conceive right away, and I began to thank God for my three-year-old son and asked him to change the desires of my heart if it wasn't his will for us to have another baby. My sister then announced she was pregnant, and I began to feel even worse. A month later, I took a test, and it was positive. We went to the doctor when I was five weeks pregnant. I was filled with joy when the doctor said, okay, there's the first heartbeat, and there's the second heartbeat. My husband, on the other hand, was horrified. I had to convince him just to have one more, since he's a single child. I've always wanted three children. He gulped and asked the doctor, what? Are you sure? Twins? No way. Are you sure? The doctor kept repeating himself as he showed us the two embryos on the ultrasound monitor. God has a sense of humor because the babies are due on my husband's birthday. Angela, that's so funny. I have a similar story, and that is that my husband thought we were done after two kids, but we had had two boys, and I really wanted a little girl. And so I convinced my husband to have baby number three, and then we found out we were having babies three and four and so yeah yeah super funny but thank you so much for sharing this story it's a good one and that wraps up our show for today we appreciate you listening to twin talks don't forget to check out our sister show preggy pals for expecting parents our show the boob group for moms who breastfeed their babies and parent savers your parenting resource on the go this is twin talks parenting times two this has been a new mommy media production The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care. 
and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.